Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> ah! Well, what was that? What was that reaction for? Oh, that's what we do in D&J all the time. Oh, like, okay. Angry, creepy lady start talking to you. So. Oh, that person. Oh, okay. I was like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> it's like, great start. Frequently. I, like, I guess no. this is uh, season two, but I had to look it up. Normally when I record, I always check with you before, like, hey, is it episode whatever? I had literally no idea how many episodes there were for this. Do you know? Do you have any idea? I know you kind of listened think, to I season think one. You, I think you did 10 in series one. That, that was the intention, and then it kind of, kind of started to... We were kind of running out. Um, Jackson and Mason made a second appearance because they wanted to, but it was kind of almost over at seven, and they said, oh, can we do another one? I was like, sure, why not? So we finished on nine, actually. So this is a a significant episode, man. This is episode 10. And one of the reasons we're recording this is we're not recording the uh, significant episode for Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Um, It's supposed to be 250. Now, I've been a little coy on social media, so I'm going to kind of just explain a little bit for our diehard listeners who listen to everything that we kind of put out um yeah this was this came from almost nowhere i i didn't kind of see this comment i guess there was there was inklings that something like this might happen but we didn't know exactly when it was going to happen but yeah literally less than two weeks ago um my wife mentioned her dad's getting remarried um my my mother-in-law passed away um, nearly two years ago and i'm delighted that he's met somebody um somebody that makes him happy um for whatever however long he has left for the rest of his life um, I'm really glad that he's met somebody and they're really happy together. And we, we got to meet her over the summer as well. And she she's really nice. And um, yeah, but I didn't know if that was their plan to get married or if their plan was just to be together. Oh, gosh, he's upset. I, I, I was hoping if I carried on talking, he would get over it. But no, he's not. All right, I'm I not... Poor phrase, poor choice of phrase. I no, guess. not at all. Not at oh, all. I, my mistake. I... Every time you said this to me, I've misread everything you said. Oh, okay. What did you think? I thought that they were renewing their vows. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Well, that's fair enough. Either way, sort of thing. But yeah. this is, but as you say, this is really, really nice to see. Yeah. Um, You know, love doesn't have an age. No. no. Um, One of the people at work, actually, ironically, lost her husband 12, 13 years ago. Bless her. Um, she's just started stepping out, like a better term, uh, with a, with a gentleman who lost his wife last year uh, to dementia. Courting, I think, is the appropriate word at that age. Right? We, me and Chris courted. So, um, well, she's <laughs> such an old guy. <laughs> she's well, her name's Barbara. I'll give her a mention. She'll listen to this, obviously. But shout out be, to Barbara. How's it going, Bob? She will be eighty in December. Mm-hmm. She wow, just started seeing someone. That's interesting, because I actually, if unless my uh, mental math is off, um, I believe my father-in-law is eighty in December as well. <laughs> there is not that. That's good show. Love is not got number on it. Long as it's consensual and legal, I have no problem with it <laughs> ever. <laughs> not that's one of the things about certain uh, states in America can get a little. Uh, well, uh, that's the thing you see. That's the thing you see. I um I forget who it was. Um, a fellow comedian said this. It may, be, it may have been Jimmy Carr. 
I hope I'm right, like, because I know you. I know you're either going to see or been to see him recently. Uh, Next month, I think it is. Yeah. Well, um, um, apparently, um, Mexico had, had and has a very big underage problem. Yeah. So that, how do they tackle it? They lowered the age of consent. Yeah. yeah. So now she looked twelve to me. Oh, jeez. That oh, makes oh. me a It's like it's like we look at Suella Braverman now. She just reminds me of Claire Deville. Yeah. I genuinely think she's gonna say, "Have you got any emotion puppies that can make into a coat?" Genuinely, yeah. she sickens me. She's worse than Trump right now, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. So, anyway, to get back to my story. Completely digress. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. I'm, I'm, again, again, so so, I, so we got the opposite. We got the invitation up to Ohio, and normally it's about a six and a half hour drive, but they actually live another mile, another hour west. So it's actually like seven and a half hours. And I said, look, I can't get. I, unfortunately, it's um, homecoming week at school this week, so I'm part of the homecoming dance. So um, I have to, I have to chaperone at that event. So I, I can't get out of it. But also. On Monday, we have it's kind of like a, a parents' evening, but it's in the morning because it's whatever you want to call it, Christopher Columbus Day, Indigenous People Day, whatever your personal preference is on that. So we we tend to choose that morning because a lot of people are not at work on that day. And then it's a teacher training day. So I have to be there for that and I have to be there for the other events. So it was like I can't get, and they're looking to stay, with them have it, not having to do those events, they're looking to stay up and spend time with family, which is perfectly reasonable. If you're going for a seven and a half hour drive each way, you want to spend as much time as you can up there with your relatives. So yeah, so they're going. So that might be the question. Well, hey, I thought you said you couldn't record this weekend. Um, with it being such a long drive, what I'm going to do is where Mel works, she would have to drive back 40 minutes to where we live then go basically back another 40 minutes in the same direction. I was like, that that's too much driving. That's crazy. That's not going to work. So I offered to drive the boys over to where she works so she can leave straight from work. And actually, it now reduces her drive by 40 minutes. Uh, well, actually, it reduces it by an hour and 20, I guess. So I'm taking an hour and 20, but knowing that she has to still do a lot of time afterwards. It's unfortunate. The event is actually 1 p.m. on a Saturday. So if you start working the math out for that, you've either got to leave very early on the Saturday or you've kind of got to leave Friday night. So they're leaving Friday night. Yeah. So, yeah. And anyway, oh, the last part of the story. I don't know if I actually told you this part or not, actually. I, I genuinely don't remember. So we thought we were going to a wedding event. I then found out a week later, they're already married. This is more like the reception. So, hey. Anyway, so that's what's going on with me. Um, and why are you unavailable the following week, Matt? I obviously know, but for, for our listeners. I am on, I'm on Game Junkies duty. Like a better term, we are at EGX in London. It I can't actually... believe I just asked you to talk about video games, but hey, keep not... going, please. I'm just going to touch it briefly because it's quite a big deal this year because the first time since COVID... That it feels like an EGX. The big names are going to be there. Nintendo's back there. Sega's back there. Modern Warfare's there. All the big names are actually back. Commodore. Um, it will be there actually, Graham. Because oh, they have a, they, they really? have a retro they section. Make, they still make. Um, no, 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 oh, no. Just for nostalgia. They've got the retro section, Graham. Which oh. Actually, oh, so they, they would have, actually be something there that would interest me if I was they've to got, actually. They've go. got at one end of the hall. They've got all the new modern, like modern warfare and all that stuff. Other end. Generally, they've got a Pong machine, which plays Pong. Beautiful. They've got all the classics. Right, they've, got, they've got one of every single retro console. Nice. At least one. Nice. 
unbelievable. The Retro Challenge this year as well. You got to play Sonic 3, um, Tetris, and Space Invaders. And then when you finish it, you get put in a hat and you can win tickets to next year's show for free, for example. It's it, little things like that. And you'd love some of the games they've got in the, oh. in the retro section, Graham. Spectrums, the Commodores. My idea, I grew up on a Spectrum. Why well, everyone was playing Nintendo and Mega Drive? I got a fucking Spectrum because my dad was a cheapskate. Oh, just listening to that sound of the Spectrum trying to load up a game. Oh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, These kids nowadays, they got no idea. I, yeah, people complain now. They got they had to wait like thirty seconds for load time on video games. They ain't got a clue what we went through, Graham. I went through hell. And then it didn't hell. work on the Commodore, and you'd have to blow on the tape and then put the cassette deck upside down because it worked better that way for some reason. It's the the good the, times. The amount of the amount of people who used to and no one ever told the internet didn't exist at that time. Maybe who took their cartridges out, blew on them, thinking that was going to help, and then put it back in again. That didn't do anything at all. In fact, that damaged them more because the moisture from your saliva, from your breath when you were breathing on them actually corroded the um the, the thing on the actual cartridge. What happened? It was only kind of like you just locking locking it in, locking it out again, just like resetting it was what was doing it. Nothing to do with you breathing with it. But everyone swore but they knew somebody who knew someone that this was a this was a bad guarantee thing. Bollocks, absolute bullshit, of course it was. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I met, I, met, I met the full teams there. Uh, myself, Alex, and Kerry. Um, we're going to have Chris is going as well. Um, so it'll be great. And also, we're going to have we're gonna meet Caitlin from um, DNJ and and the Mind Games. Uh, they're going to be there as well. A um, lot of interesting panels going to be there as well. Sam Lake, you ever heard of Sam Lake, Graham? I've heard of Ricky Lake. Yeah, of course. Well, Sam Lake is a, is a infamous um, voice actor from video games and he's gonna be giving a, a a panel there'll be no room in the in the theater for that one at all um it's gonna be, it's be a lot of fun graham but i'm there for four days so i oh, i'm yeah, not gonna be yeah. back until monday afternoon we've got so, Airbnb, though. so that's why we're not gonna and it, it's 250 as well i like i offered you guys i was like look if you want to go ahead and do 250 without me it doesn't I, feel right I, about you there graham so, uh, but I did. Kind of, it's funny how I kind of joked. I'm enjoying recording every three weeks, and then sure enough, you were like, "Well, you were like, yeah, well, I can't record the following week, so it will be three weeks." So anyway, um, I kind of casually thought though, well, I could record with Ryan, but I was like, I don't want to do two fifty without you either. Um, so anyway, so I was like, well, I could actually. I remember talking about at the end of the year, I was going to resurrect good card, bad cards. Like I remember talking to some people, and some people said they had like a Halloween theme, and I was like, oh shoot, we're in October. So anyway, I remember Ryan. Um, I got some Final Fantasy cards. We were going to do one show, and I'm, I think my cards never arrived, so I yes. had to do something different. So I, I talked to him. So yeah, episode 11 is definitely going to be with Nish Guy, for sure. And then I was suddenly like, well, I know that you can't record in a week's time, but I was like, are you available right now? now so this kind of randomly came about. Jackson's actually, um, he's got some sort of, he's on antibiotics right now, and he's not allowed to return to school until Friday. Uh, Mel took him to the doctors yesterday. I, if I could tell you the name, I would. I just don't remember what it is. Um, so basically, it takes 24 hours, and then there's no point taking him back to school at like 
12. So he's having the day off. So today, daddy duty. I'm staying at home. Um, like, it's fine. He's perfectly okay. Oh, he's loving this. He can just watch YouTube all day. He's quite happy. So I was like, well, I have some time. And I was like, well, hey, I'm available now. Or there's a couple of other times we could do. And then you literally said 30 minutes. Well, you didn't say 30 minutes, but basically that's what it um, came out to. When you actually take your Twitter, yeah. Yeah, I was like, sure, let's let's go with it. Well, the reason that it took that long to wait is, and this was actually going to be one of the things I was going to talk to you about casually anyway, was um, I knew that on Sling, I had um, I saw that the new season of uh, Quantum Leap was on, season two. So I was actually going to ask, so I, I, already, I was watching that, so that's why there was like a nearly hour delay in me responding, and I was like, shoot, yeah, 30 minutes, let's go with it. So that was actually going to be one of my first little casual questions for you. What are you watching on TV right now? And he shows you currently into, getting ready I'm to debut, heading into I'm, fall season. Besides I'm, wrestling, obviously. I'm watching... You know, aside from everything I watch for like for podcast re reasons, I've been getting back into watching certain things. Um, I'm currently re-watching Hell's Kitchen series twelve okay. at the moment. I do love me a bit of Ramsey. Um, now, is there a, have you watched the previous eleven or is there something specific? Oh, yeah. Twelve that you like. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I thought you just oh, randomly started at twelve. Okay. Series season ten was a big one for me though, because obviously ten's a big number obviously when it comes to doing a show in general. But um it was a series that it debuted on Netflix. It's not on, it's on Prime now, but it was on Netflix at the time. That was the year me and James lived together. We watched the whole series together. So it had a special place in my heart, you know. So it's, it's got a big it's a big deal for me. And ever since then, James watches Hell Kitchen now because of it. So it's really it's really quite nice and fun. Um, I'm still watching Bar Rescue, waiting for for new series to come out on our Prime. Is waiting. I mean, I'm I've got up to series six. Series seven and eight haven't debuted on, on Prime yet, so I'm a little bit annoyed about that. And I can't use a VPN to watch it either, yeah. um, which is annoying. Um, well, I can do it, but I've got to pay for Paramount Plus in America. I'm not like, nah, I'm good. Um, I get it free with Sky here. Huh? Yeah, you you already get Champions League. I, 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 I pay for that already, so I'm not paying for that okay, twice. Yeah. Sort of thing. No reason um, to. Yeah. Um, what else am I watching? I've just, I know you're not interested, but I've just finished watching Cosmic Fury from Power Rangers. It was only 10 episodes. So, um, but unlike with previous seasons, it was no feel at all. Um, and I encourage people who have watched it to go and watch it because it's the end of the series. It's the end of, of this part of the franchise. It's been rebooted in 2025. This is the end of a continuous story. That's fine though. That's fine though. Because I don't mind it being rebooted and, to and sort of being retold a different way. With Simpson sure. and Marvel and all that. It's fine. Um, and Loki starts next week. I no, saw that on uh, as I was watching because I didn't actually skip through commercials. My sling right now is if I'm watching it on my laptop, I have no issues at all. If I'm watching it on the TV, it constantly keeps cutting out. So the first set of commercials, I'm like, I'm just going to skip through. And of course, what happened? The whole thing crashed, and I was like, I'm just watching commercials. And I saw it said on Disney Loki season two was out. I was like, I didn't even know there was a season one. I never look on Disney. I, I need Loki, to Disney Plus. I mean. Everyone, they said when they first started doing on Disney Plus, they started seeing new, like the Marvel shows on it. Like you had to watch Marvel shows and the movies independently. You won't need to watch one to know what that was happening. Sort of thing. Bollocks. <laughs> oh really? Oh, Bollocks. Okay. You have to because Loki season one set up everything that's happened so far in the movies in in Phase Five. Everything, absolutely everything. If you haven't watched it, it makes no sense. The oh. multiverse thing all comes from that sort of thing. Owen Wilson. Known as a comedic actor, so so good in a serious role, so so good. Wouldn't have thought that at all. He's got a haircut, real short, 
look in a suit, he looks amazing and sounds brilliant too. Uh, but a lot of people you wouldn't think would be good in certain roles actually look quite good. I'm going to give you the reverse, and I wasn't going to mention this, but this is why I love. This is why I loved actually recorded these, even though I only did nine. And this is why, even though you said in thirty minutes, I was like, "Well, this kind of will test out this theory." Like, there's no prep for this. We literally get a few items. I was like, "Do you have any items?" And you're like, "Sure." And I was like, I "I'll just go find something." And sure enough, I did. And um, one of the shows that I did watch this week because I haven't seen it in such a long time was Police Squad. And accidentally, I like to watch shows with subtitles as well. Because um, I like to read at the same time. Because I normally speed it up a little bit, so I can. It helps me to follow along better. I know you don't like that idea, but bad luck. Anyway, I accidentally clicked on the wrong subtitles, and it was like actually it. I actually managed to get the uh, the director's commentary at the same time, which I hadn't intended doing. I was like, oh, sure, I'm going to listen to this. So they were talking. Obviously, Leslie. Ne if you've seen Police Squad, absolute classic. Leslie Nielsen's in it. It led to all the Naked Gun films, and they were talking about how they kind of got the brought the characters in. So they knew him from Airplane, and that's where I first knew him from as well. Um, but they said before that, and I guess I'd forgotten this, he was not a comedic actor at all. He was the exact opposite. He was the straight-laced actor. And for some reason, they decided to bring him into Airplane as a comedic person. And then that led to Police Squad. And then for my generation, I'm assuming your generation as well, we only know Leslie Nielsen as a comedic actor. I do not know him as anything straight like. So it was kind yeah. of interesting to watch. They're still funny. I still find something I have not seen before when I watch those shows. The little the little picture gags. And listening to them explain on the commentary now, now I know what to listen for as well. In So you know when his car comes in and he always crashes into the trash cans because he doesn't park properly. Um, in episode one, he hits one trash can. In episode two, it's two trash cans. And in episode three, it's... So I didn't even know that one. So there's little things in there that are kind of cool as well. So I've, I, I've enjoyed watching Police Squad this week as well there are little things that i like i'm going to but sometimes you get these sort of quirks in in tv shows which are actually quite annoying actually um i'm going to refer don't roll your eyes here okay we've had a power rangers for this quickly okay because there used to be a guy called bruce Callish, okay who was the director showrunner at the time okay he did four seasons okay the first season he did every episode had a one word title See, second one he did, every episode had two word titles. And Series 11 was brutal for the people who did captions. He only needed need four seasons. Um, thank goodness. But the fourth season had four, had four words. I'm like, that really constricts you. Like, you don't like that? I think that I like that. He also had a thing called Callish Explosions, that they were called in the end. There was one of the, one of the seasons, the 15th um, anniversary season, that had about 700 explosions with nothing causing the explosion at all. <laughs> They're called Cal Explosions because they were for no reason at all. Hmm. Sometimes, the, I mean, I get it if something actually, like, when it, an explosion happened, like like, like a laser blast happened, and it, like go back to the explosion happened sort of thing. Get that. No, two bikes running towards each other like that. Explosion. The explosion happens here. <laughs> Nothing, nothing to cause it at all. Why? So unnecessary violence that actually comes back in as well. So there was they had a scene in Police Squad where somebody got murdered. So they're trying to recreate the scene and try and figure out where the gun's coming from. <laughs> and of course, instead of they're putting there, they're doing real shooting. Like they shoot at somebody and then they collapse to the ground to see if it's the right angle. So there's like ten people, and then it cuts to the end and it shows you like there's like ten people stacked on top of it. Absolutely ridiculous. And um, apparently they tried to get Police Squad banned because it was too violent. <laughs> 
because there were so many murders in it. I was nowadays, like, it would even like now if you would have rolled around early nineteen eighties. But I was like, come on, you could clearly tell that that was a comedy. Well, it is. It's a comedy. You can't take that as a. There's a big difference between how you murder, and obviously as a video game person as well. Like the 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 murders that you when you're playing as a video game, that's completely different from in murdering somebody in real life. Of course, of course. However, um, talk about Modern Warfare. Um, the, the original, these are all remakes of the original Modern Warfare, which were back in the late 2010 sort of period. Modern Warfare 2 actually had a scene which you, a, a level which you could skip mm-hmm. because of how controversial it was. Um, Is basically, this the Gandhi one that you've mentioned before? No, 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 because that's a different game, that's Civilization. Ah. No, this is where you are an American spy working with Russians at a Russian airport and you rock up and you massacre an airport. Oh, okay. Eesh. Now, you don't have to do You usually walk through the whole level and not fire a single bullet. You can do that. But that's not what you play the game for. It's, more, it's called the duty modern warfare. You, that, that's why if you if you like if you want to skip it, you can. It gives you an option before the level to skip it if you want to, which is nice, I guess. But it got a lot of controversy because it was not even ten years after nine eleven that this came out. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, it's a game. Sure. Yeah. So. You know, it's 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 realism, but it's not realism at the same time because it's not exactly a a military simulator. Let's face it. No, no. Because you don't really, the amount of ammunition you can carry in that game, you'd have to have a backpack on top of a backpack on top of a backpack. That's one thing about video games. It's not realistic what you can carry on your person. Grand Theft Auto, you can pull a you can pull a, you can pull fifty five different kind of rocket launchers out your back pocket and fire them. How is it hitting on that person? It's not realistic. Mm-mm. No. Now, this is supposed to be good card, bad card, but we quickly realised that there's no reason to restrain this just with cards. It's more of a collectible thing, but hey, it's the way it goes. Now, I don't think today is... Now, well, perhaps from your point of view, it is a collection. If So it's not good card, bad card for you. This is good card... Uh, good, sorry, good cap, bad cap, by the sound of it. So you got your hat collection with you today? Yeah. Um, well, I... I need to put a bit of a little backstory to this, really. Um, when I was growing up, I used to collect a lot of caps. Um, and then over time, some reason I lost them. I used to have this lovely cap, which was green, and it was a red peak, and it had a white stylistic M on, on, on it. I loved that hat, but I don't, it, it's long gone now. We're talking, we're talking maybe maybe 25 years I've lost that hat now. Um, but I've, I've got a selection of nine hats with me here today. Uh, which I'm going to pick and choose depending on what, because I, I can attribute different stories to certain things. So depending on depending on what what we go down, I can like pull one out, sort of thing. Uh, but absolutely. I do have, but I do have one which stands out as my as my. Now it's kind of interesting that you mentioned you have a collection because when I first moved to the states, I, I was not a hat wearer. I, I never wore caps, never wore hats. I had no interest in baseball at all. But when I moved to the states, like my first year. 
dude, that was like one of the best years. Like, I just totally embraced everything. I was like, oh my God, there's sports merchandise and it's cheap compared to British standards. So I was known for wearing hockey jerseys and mm. wearing baseball caps. On and that note, well, on that note, um, when I was at Disney Springs, the last day I was there, there's a place there called Pele's. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a football slash soccer merchandise shop. Yeah. And it had so much it all all we all every Premier League team was in there. Every single one. There was even a Luton Town shirt in there, Graham. Wow. Uh, that, that's exactly. Uh there was Gravenberg shirts on the shelves, Sabotoli. Um there was hats. There was lots of messy shirts. <laughs> of, of course. Um which I and I mentioned something in a moment back because there was a lot, a lot of Argentina shirts at Disney World. Not Messi though. No, Martinez, Emmy Martinez, the goalkeeper. Wow, that was very close. I was very close, and I could easily get them if you wanted me to prove this. I was very close to picking him as my bad card moment. Actually, well, I can't tell you why it's my bad card moment because it will spoil what I picked as my other. I, I guess I, I look. I have a better. It it was nearly that, and I then as I looked through, I was like, no, I have a better link in if I that's, that's fine that's fine but yeah no, Emmy Martinez, kind of loads of Emmy Martinez goalkeeper shirts for Argentina yeah. around Disney World Look, more of those than Messi and Messi should have left every fucking way of course seriously of course um but then the amount of great merchandise they had at Disney Springs for football and soccer amazing place we have a so much so Connor McKay, my I... store in my town, because um, we went to the uh, the Outback restaurant, and um, as we were like, oh look, there's a soccer store. So we went across. The prices were ridiculous. It was like one fifty. I'm assuming it's like an authentic jersey, mm-hmm. but well, um, no, they had all the Premier. Uh, well, I don't know if they had all the Premier League, but they had a lot of Premier League stuff in there. I was, well, I was in Pele's. I think, I think one of, the, I think the shirts were like eighty five dollars, mm-hmm. which is reasonable. Yeah, that's, 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 in the UK. yeah, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably. and they were printed as well. And they printed well. And not only that, but that day they also had up on the wall on a, on a like a sixty-inch screen TV. They had uh, the Liverpool LASK game, <laughs> and I watched as Diaz put the put the put the one to put us two-one up up was on the screen. So I was like, Chris, we're leaving now. Before before I curse it, we're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> I think they're playing. Well, we're recording on a Thursday because, like I said, Jackson's out and yeah. he's available right now. Um, I'm, I think they're playing tonight. Because I yeah. think that McAllister's playing against his brother. So yeah. I know that game that you talked about, I got home and it was basically finished before I'd even got home. I was like, what time do they start? It's half uh, five UK time. Times. Normally I'm used to kind of a standard time, but I'm guessing it was... was uh... It was half past five UK time. Yeah. Oh, th- oh, that last game? Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been starting at like lunch. So I was still at work. So yeah, I literally caught the last few minutes. I think it was on ESPN+. Plus. So with being home today, I'll be catching the whole match in case it is one of those strange times. But it's in Liverpool. Today, it's um, it, it is. It's um, it is three p.m. your time, Graham. Three. Okay. Yeah. That that'll be perfect. I'll be able to. I'll be able to catch that. Yeah. You want to start off with um, one of your good caps then? Probably an obvious one, Graham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's, it's also really that one. All right. Let's see. Yeah. It's my Liverpool hat. Mm-hmm. Now, this used to be red. It, it still is, but it's a little faded. It's very faded. Um, This hat has been around the world with me, literally. It's, I wore this for the first time I went to Disney World. I've not worn it 
again since at Disney World because I bought other hats while I was there at Disney World. Sure. This um, at one point you could actually see the label. It's it's completely gone. Oh my gosh, that thing is frayed and uh, yeah. That looks like the um, American flag on the moon. Like you can't even tell anymore. It's just completely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's um, it's officially licensed. I got this back when Liverpool was still um with Adidas <laughs> or Adidas, as they call it in America. Um, but this has a lot of stories in general behind it. Um, because if you look at the back, Graham, it actually says "Beyond Cop," mm-hmm. um, which obviously is um the cop end at Liverpool Football Stadium. Now, I was um, at a fighting talk event, and I had my hat on back to front because that's what I always do. Yeah, that's, that's why I always how do. I recognize it more. In fact, I recognize it more from the back than the front. From yeah, pictures I've seen with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like doing it when I'm wearing normal glasses because I think it looks a little bit, little bit odd. Um, but when I'm wearing sunglasses, much better. I find. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm totally with you on that. As a glasses yeah. wearer, most of yeah, because but, be. I, I wear me, like... I wear I wear the piece, the peak covers my neck. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's why the tennis players do it that way. Well, I was wearing this, and after we'd been to it was the fine talk champion champion show, and um, all the panel came out to like sign things and like chat. Well, I was the same day. I actually got the notes from Bob Mills. Um, which you've seen before, and he and he was holding court, um, and he saw my hat, and thought beyond cop, and he actually went into a, a um, he actually went like, do you know why they call us beyond cop? And then he went on this this wonderful story, and everyone was like, hanging on every word he was saying what? about um, about the reason why it's there, about it's all, all doing like the battlefields and all this sort of thing, and the military, and I'm like, this is this is just wonderful. Stuff. I've forgotten the entire story. Um, it had been many, many years, many, many pints and pies been had since then. Um, but uh, yeah, this hat, I, oh God, it must be at least 20, 2009, 2010. This, this hat, this will be, if I'm my way, I'll be, I'll be buried in this hat. <laughs> I wear it everywhere I go. The only deep place I don't wear this is CXW. <laughs> And I think I, I think I think that's fair because it's there's no it, there's, it's a totally different sport, um, yeah. but also people are very tribal about your the team that you support. So it, you don't want to bring you're not supposed to be there to bring attention to yourself. You're there to bring mm. put the wrestlers over. So anything that distracts from that is a bad thing. Now I actually uh, people might not know, but we kind of met through that fighting talk show because of the website that um, um, they have on Facebook. Yeah. And um, I I mentioned recently, I haven't actually listened to Fighting Talk in five years plus. And one of the reasons is, well, I started to cut back on podcasts, but one of the reasons was, was because Bob Mills wasn't on it as frequently. They had a lot more new guests. And I'll be honest, some of the new guests were not as entertaining to me as the people who I like listening to. But I noticed actually last week when I looked on the, um, the, the webpage, it looks like Bob Mills is their current champion of champions. So I was like, oh, perhaps I need to start listening again because he he was taking a break from that show or it certainly appeared like that to me. But Bob Mills is definitely one of my favorite people who's on mm. that show. Well, when Colin Murray left to go to talk sport, he went with him pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then Murray came back, of course. Now he's gone again. So yeah. because and, um, and and now it's not live. It's, re- it's all pre-recorded now. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, that loses that, that loses something for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
when I mean, for example, if we're doing this, obviously talking now, and granted, you don't do much editing for this, Grant. Um, but I'm not sure I do any editing. But the but the but doing something pre-recorded, and then editing little bits out here, there, everywhere, sort of thing. Um, for example, that time I mentioned something about the Queen's corgis, for example, completely cut, completely cut that out because I thought it was disrespectful, sort of thing. No one will ever hear that story, so don't worry. Um, but something like the volley, for example, when we do that live, 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 everything stays in, obviously. Of Can't course. hear that sort yeah. of thing. And, it, and, and something, something about living on the edge, as it were, I it loses something when someone's not on this, I think. Hmm. What do you think, Graham? Well, it's interesting that you kind of mentioned a couple of things that link in with this. I was actually looking for a card of an Argentinian soccer player, uh, but it's one that we haven't actually uh, mentioned yet. Now, the point of what was... Can I, can I guess? Sure. I, I'm sure you will be able to guess. Uh, okay, an Argentinian footballer. Um, I am going to guess at Sergio Aguero. Oh, you're way off the mark. Okay, so you know, you're obviously not thinking. I'm obviously trying to pick something that you're going to want to talk about as well. Yeah, so. Bill Batistuta. No, no. Oh, you're terrible at this. Wow, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that you didn't yeah, get it. Yeah, Maradona. No, no, not even close. Wow, I honestly thought you'd get it in one go because I thought you remembered how this format works. But anyway, so anyway, while I was looking for this, so I purchased this card um, a while ago. It was within a lot. And at the time, it was just a player that I liked, but a year later, this card is way more significant for me. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't find this card, but while I was searching where I thought it was, I did find this card, uh, which I didn't even know I had, actually. Um, this is an autograph of uh, Tariq Lamptey, and you'll notice that he's in his Brighton uniform right there. Which is appropriate, because I was actually looking for my Alexis McAllister card, who, of course, now was actually with um, with Liverpool. So it's actually kind of increased, to me, it's increased um, significance. Um, I liked him as a player. I knew he was a World Cup winner. I know I bought it at that point. But it was somebody who was under most people's radar at that time. Anyway, I can't find that card, so that's not the one I want to talk about. But I did find this one, though, which I think might be my most valuable soccer card. And um, I don't remember if I even knew this was in this lot. I think that I didn't know. And then when it came through, um, this is an autograph of Edwin van der Sar. Now, Edwin van der Sar is... He's not Argentinian. I didn't say he was. Alexis McAllister is Argentinian. Oh, my God. Why don't you go back to your snack? Because you're clearly not listening to me. And I'll just talk to the listeners, okay? So, anyway, Edwin van der Sar, significant um, goalkeeper for Manchester United. So, how am I going to link this into my good cop moments? Um, I want to link in, as a Liverpool fan, my good cop moment is basically how bad Manchester United are this year. Now, luckily, you did give me 20 minutes um, because I was like, I know there's a post that I saw on Facebook that I want to look for. So this is from Football Funnies. Uh, records break and broken so far this season. Uh, Galatasaray hadn't won a game on English soil in 117 years of existing until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never lost the opening two Champions League games, group games. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never conceded seven goals in the opening two Champions League games, group games, until Eric Van Ta Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never conceded three plus goals in back to back Champions League games until Eric Ten Hag. Galatasaray hadn't scored in or won an away goal in the Champions League since 2015, and they got three in one game as soon as they meet Eric Ten Hag. 
Manchester United hadn't lost four of the opening seven games in Premier League history until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had as few haven't had as few as nine points from their opening seven games since 18, 1989 until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't considered four goals in a Champions League group game in twenty eight years until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't considered three plus games three plus goals in three consecutive games since nineteen seventy eight. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never lost at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't lost the opening two away games since 1973-74. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United hadn't conceded more than one goal in four consecutive league games since 1979. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never conceded two goals in the opening four minutes of a Premier League game of Old Trafford. Until Eric Ten Hag. Manchester United had never conceded 23 shots in one game at Old Trafford in Premier League history until Eric Ten Hag. And Brighton had never won twice in a row at Old Trafford until Eric Ten Hag. So Manchester United was definitely what I wanted to talk about as my uh, good cop moment. Um, I'm loving how bad that they're suffering. I knew that they were really... Um, I thought last year they massively overachieved. And now they're kind of bouncing back to reality. And um, I'm sure that they will recover somewhat. But they are not a good team right now. And as a Liverpool fan, I love that. As bad as that is. All right, I have no idea how long you were trying to track my attention because I was obviously reading from that uh, post that I saw. Yeah, about to say, you are where I, I'm back at work in like 12 hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of crap going on this year at that club. But yeah, to lose to yeah to have that many losses in a Premier League season, and we're not even a quarter of the way through. Like, um, yeah, it's it's not been a good start. That team does not look good. Um, have they had some injuries defensively? Sure, but then all teams have to go through that, and they would not cut Liverpool the same slack if when Virgil Van Dijk was out, for example. So um, yeah, um, it is petty, but um, I would I feel like I need right to now. as a football journalist. Um, issue a little bit of balance here by saying that. Um, oh, Hag... you don't do balance on the volley, get out! I do, I do. No, you do not, not when I do. Playing. I do when I'm in the game. I'm trying to be, be impartial here. Okay, the problem is not Ten Hag. It is not. It, the team is terrible. It's, the, the, the team is full of good players. This is this is the, the problem is. Is that there is something rotten at the core of that club? Something. What do you rotten. mean by that? The owners. The owners. The owners have spent the, so, invested the, so much money into that team. But how but much have they taken out of it? Their fans have demanded it, and it's not like they haven't put their money where their mouth is. They have, but, but they're unknown. They're like the Yankees to me in baseball. They overpay for experienced players, and they have them on too high a contract for too long. And then when it start when it starts to get that downturn, they can't get rid of those contracts. And people, there's no passion there. People are going there for the money, and that's not the type of player you want if you want to have a successful team. While I do love the Manchester United in the doldrums, I do. Um, trust me, I had to put up with a lot of it growing up from two set brothers who were Man United fans. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say that the board, chief executive officers, um, the owners. Because, yeah, they put a lot of money in, Graham, but bear in mind, when they took over, there was no debt on that club at all. Oh, well, there's a lot of debt, yeah. A lot. Okay, but also, is it the case of Alex Ferguson was just that good? 
No, I don't think it was. I think he knew when that when that rain was starting to end, and I think he knew it was yeah. time to get out. He Maybe. was very fortunate that he came through at a time when their academy had young players, and there's too many to list. But the Neville brothers, Beckham, you got Scholes, you got all those players all coming through at exactly the same time. That was really fortunate that he had that. And I think if you'd put Eric, if you'd reversed Eric Ten Hag and Alex Ferguson, I think Eric Ten Hag would have still been really successful with that group of players as well. I'd like to point out that Graham just said that there's too many to mention. You mentioned I said but, a few. You mentioned all but two of them. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, class 92 literally was both for Neville's, Nicky Butt, Paul Scholes, um, Ryan Giggs, Dave Beckham. That was it. That's um, a lot. That's a lot. That's a whole core of your team right there. And then Absolutely. you have the finances that Manchester United has to supplement that with six homegrown players. Like, we just don't see that type. Like, Liverpool's pretty good at integrating players like that, but not at that level. But just because there hasn't been that many of that one, that, that was a really unique class. And Absolutely. Was, Absolutely. right at the start, was there some uh, teething issues? Of course. Like Aaron Hans said, you don't win anything with kids. Not initially, but you once they had that experience, then that, that was, they were unstoppable because they grew but up. But they did win. They wouldn't like went the league immediately, right? They did actually, but at the start of the season they struggled. It was just one of those comments that was way. Don't waiting. win anything with kids. Come back to the like, No, like when Gary Lucas said, if they, if if Leicester win the league, I'll present the shirt in my the show in my pants. <laughs> First game of the season, he was in a pair of shorts, not his pants. But and first of all, for our American yeah. listener, we're not talking about trousers because obviously that would be pretty no, no, his underwear. His, his yes. underwear, yeah. Uh, and to his credit, he did it. Mm-hmm. And I wish, and when I get to his age, I wish, I wish, I hope I've got a body as good as Gary Lineker. Let's put it that way. Didn't Mark Williams, a snooker player, go one step further than that and said, like, if he won the world championship, he would do the interview naked? I don't know. I don't watch snooker. Okay, I'm pretty sure that happened. I, I can't remember Nuka if he balls, like had a table there or something, or I don't know. But I'm pretty Nuka, sure. Snooker balls the whole off of me, Graham. And even despite that, I did smile when I saw that. I saw it ding the other day. The snooker player was <laughs> fine, was docked a leg or whatever it's a called, game. a frame, a frame, a frame for wearing the wrong trousers. I didn't. All I saw was the headlines and the references to Wallace and Gromit. I didn't actually find out what was the wrong trousers. He wore brown trousers. Okay. He wore a pair of brown trousers. And the the attire you must wear is all black. Okay. So not that different then from what Wimbledon used to have at tennis. Like it had to be all white. So it's. It still do. It's similar. It's similar. It's not all white. It was a funny headline. You got us. It see. was very funny. It, it was very funny. But they actually Did he give a reason. Like, was it like his black trousers were ruined or something? So no, they, no, he yeah. just forgot. Oh, okay. He's been a player for a while, so it's kind of strange yeah. that would happen. Yeah, but... that's that. So because because he caused a delay to the game, he was fined the first for starting late. He was docked it. Hmm. Yeah. I just want to wrap up this card with him being a Manchester yeah. United goalkeeper. Um, I did kind of mention to you at the start of the year, I said that they're going to struggle um, with losing their goalkeeper. Like, they chose, they could have renewed that contract, but they chose not to. No, um, they tried to. Hey is not playing for anybody right now. Um, yeah, that new keeper, I don't think he's good. But if you look at the first 10 games, it's actually very similar to David De Gea's start. Um, I think he's only conceded one goal more. It's like 18 in his first 10, and David De Gea was like 17. And I remember David De Gea was definitely a dodgy keeper on those first uh, that first season. The difference is, though, 
just because yeah. David De Gea turned it around, I don't think he's any guarantee that the current is the current keeper Anana. Is that what his name is? I don't um, Anana. Yeah, I'd yeah like I don't to think he'll turn it around. I'd like to put out that David De Gea um, at the other end of the pitch had Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. So he had, yeah, and Berbatov took over after after Ronaldo left. So the, the may not have had the firepower to cancel out the goals that were going in the end. They have at the moment. No. Well, actually, they've got. Actually, they have. They've got, they've got this new, this new, um, Hoyland. Hoyland. I like Hoyland. Yeah, he looks good. Hodge, hodgepodge. We would call him. I don't know what we would call him, but uh, even with even with two goals, he couldn't beat Galatasaray. Yeah, which yeah. makes me laugh. Well, when you've got the world's most expensive defender on your team, but he only makes the bench, that that shows you you got issues in that defense. Harry Maguire. But, but some of those goals though are not because of that defense. Some of those are completely on him, where he misses shots, makes poor judgment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's a very different thing. He's not I a good would... shot stopper like De Gea is. That's very true. I would like to point out though, with I think only fair to say, who's the better goalkeeper, Onana or Donnarumma? Um, I I only know Donnarumma by reputation. Um, yeah. If I had to pick, I would pick Donnarumma because I know he's absolutely still, he's still would, wouldn't young. you? Because he, you know, he's, he's you know he was at Milan for long, many many years. He signed on a free to Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. But I watched the game last night. I've been recording last night where the, um, the story always goes. Um, yeah, they're great at all, but can they do it on a wet night in Stoke? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a wet night in Stoke, it was a wet night in Newcastle. And they got absolutely annihilated. Now, I'm gonna, I haven't seen the game yet, but I am going to say it wasn't that big of a surprise to me. And the reason it wasn't a bit big of a surprise to me was, is they haven't started fantastically in the French League this season. Um, and you look at the people who've left, we already mentioned that Messi, Messi's gone, Neymar's gone. Like, they're kind of your franchise-type players. They've still got Mbappé for a few more months, but that's a team that's, right now, it's kind of lost its... Um, who's the leader of that team? Like, I don't know the answer to that. I guess it's Mbappé, but he's not going to be there any for much longer. But they've got, they did put um, Zaya Emery in, which he's a decent player, and they brought in Carlo, um, Carlo Moani, when they're good players. They're good players I'm not saying they? they're not good, but when you think of PSG, you think of elite, and I don't but, think they're elite anymore right now. They're in well, rebuilding, for sure. Well, the thing, the thing about this is, and we will get on to the bad caps in a moment, <laughs> but um, the issue here is that Donnarumma, last night, he looked, I'm going to say this with all the love and respect in the world, because right now he's only got one good arm. Jackson would have been better in goal last night than Donnarumma. Um, um, as soon as we finish recording, state, I watch those highlights. In his current state as well, as in bedridden, because he's not well, and with a broken head. And, and, with a broken, and with a broken wrist. <laughs> he would still have been better in goal last night. Graham, Graham, I'm going I'm to say this, and he would appreciate this, okay? Our dear friend Aaron Gilbert, in his current state, would have been better in goal last night than Donnarumma. That links back to your first cap nicely. That was for you, Aaron. <laughs> he would have approved of that joke. He would have approved of that joke. Okay. Um, yeah, it was not good. It was not good. I've never seen them torn apart like they were last night. Yeah. Ever. Never seen that before. Um, I think it's a turnaround in less than two years. They went from bottom of the Premier League to um, 
beating Paris Saint Germain. Well, comfortable well when Champions League when League. when the Saudis took over, they were in relegation zone. So yeah, yeah, it's actually they were bottom. They, that's why I just that's literally what I just said. I, I corrected myself. So. <laughs> That, that's that's very impressive. Um, I got nothing but respect for for how like he's done a fantastic job there. Sure, he's had some, he has had money, but it's it that is real life football manager right there, Graham. Because mm-hmm. that's literally what what you do a football manager. Can, can you save his club from relegation sure. and get him into Champions League next year? Like, yeah. Well, that's what you do in the game all the time. But this is real life. We're mm-hmm. actually witnessing it happen. But in real life, that doesn't normally happen anywhere no. near at that kind of uh, speed, for sure. And not that sort of domination of the game. And bearing in mind, they only had 31% possession. Ah, that, we know that that doesn't mean much. I know, but that's making use of that possession, obviously. Of course, yeah. You, you, can like... let them so, you can let them uh, have possession. they got to score. If they can't score, it doesn't no. mean anything. No, no absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming the bad, is the, one, the bad cap is the one that you lost. But um, what have you got? As you don't have that with you, what's your next... Uh, what's your alternative bad cap then? Uh, well, to be fair, there are many I could choose from here. I thought you said you had nine. Yeah, they say there's many I could choose from. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said there's a million I could choose from. <laughs> there's many I could choose from. Um, I'm gonna. I've got. To try, I'm gonna to mention them later on the ones I haven't picked. Okay. Um, I'm torn between two. They look very similar. You have a wild card as well, remember. I know, I'm talking between these two. Okay. They're so we're looking red... at Formula One hats, I They're believe. They're both Red Bull racing caps. Okay. Now, this one, you'd think, was pretty good because it's got it's got my uh, my COVID vaccination sticker on it. You know, I wore it with pride sort of thing. Like, yeah. like I'm, I get your vaccines, that sort of thing, yeah. This one, never one I'm holding, this is the hat I wore to America last a uh, few weeks ago. Okay. And... I got so many people asking me who's better, Max or Jacko. I'm like, I'm not used to America's Nova F1, but thanks to Drive to Survive, they do now. Um, so that one would have made a cut because Matt Americans actually asking me, I don't care about Red Bull. It was free. Okay. So that's so. But this one, you know, this one is, is Max Verstappen's hat from before he became world champion. That's why he's got 33, not one written on it. Now, this is the one that's got the COVID sticker on it, but it makes my, it's my bad cap. Because? The amount of people who hate me because of this. Why? Because of who it is. Oh, okay. Now, this came in my drive crate, which um, I, I'm not not sponsored by nothing, but I, I have subscribed to it many times. It is £37 now, um, which is a lot, but you do get a lot of stuff in there, including the caps, which are, which, by these caps, Graham, the, the current season ones, so this one is this current caps season. Are expensive one. now, I've noticed. Everything's expensive now, but yeah. But caps this one, this yeah. one retails for £60. Okay. So I'm You're showing the one that you neglected at this point, yeah. Yeah, okay. so this is the one, this is the, this is the one that I chose not to put in. Yeah. So that's from this season. That's thirty six I made thirty seven for the crate and that was in it. So I'm 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 up on the deal. Yeah. So um so that's why that's why I couldn't make it a bad cop. Yeah. This one, however, get a lot a lot of people hate it because it's Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Now, Max Verstappen is uh, he's an arrogant arsehole. Okay. He forgets where he's come from sometimes. He I don't know if one of the one of the interviews he once gave 
was that um, after one day when he was when he was having a casting event, he didn't win. He was eight. His father stopped at a um, at a petrol station, sent him in to get some chocolate. When he came out, he'd drive, his father had driven off and left him there. Boy, because he hadn't won. Wow. Made him walk home. How, do you know how far? Three miles. Jeez. Should have been uh, should have been seven miles for every place he missed first by, right? Do you know Do you know what reason he gave for, for today? Verstappen's don't lose. That's what that's what Joss the boss Verstappen, who was an F one driver alongside Michael Schumacher in the Benetton team of nineteen ninety four, by the way. Yeah. Now, Joss Verstappen said that. Okay. Now, as a father, Wait, Greg, how old was Max at the time? Uh, at that time, eight. Oh my god! No, okay, no, no. I, I assume because I, when I think of drivers, I tend to think of a little bit older. So I Max was happened now. It, at this point, when this happened, debuted, he was sixteen years old in F one. Oh my god! Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he was sixteen when he debuted F one. Yeah. Now, Jos Verstappen, his dad was alongside Michael Schumacher in nineteen ninety four. Okay, <laughs> so he rode for some big teams. Okay, bearing in mind what he said to his son Max. How many are you? How many times do you think Verstappen senior won a race in F one? Well, for the fact that I didn't recognise that name at all, I'm assuming it's zero. Zero wins, zero yeah. podiums. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a goal to say that to his son. No yeah. wonder Max is so fucking arrogant. Yeah, you could say that. Yes, you've bred somebody that's arrogant, but you could also say he's bred a winner as well. Because I do know who Max Verstappen is. So, but he's sad. But for every my problem with that is though, you might say in that case, look, it worked. But look how many cases there are when it hasn't worked as well. And overall, it's far more detrimental. So, no, I do not. Well, as a as a father and a teacher, Graham, you do not approve of that method, and nor do no, I. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. My mother. As much for win as much of a winner as she is, and she then much a case of whenever she wins a game of anything against the kids, she'll go, Yes, in in their face. In their face, she'll do that. But at the same time, it's because she wants to install a winning mentality. Sure. But there's because, different ways of doing that and absolutely, absolutely and way off. It, Exactly. She wouldn't make the kids walk walk three miles home at eight years old, for example. Yeah. She wouldn't make she wouldn't let me walk home from the station at age thirty nine after going back from America. She picked us up from the station, bless her. Um I didn't ask her to, she just did it. <laughs> bless her. I said like we'll get me home in a few hours, like I'll be down air I'll be at, I'll be at the station for you. See, I remember where I came from. You remember where you come from, Graham. And your boys, although they both like to win, obviously, they hate oh. losing. Mason, obviously, yeah. is, is a competitive sportsman nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Loves to win. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question I've never asked before. What's he like when he loses? Um, he's not a good loser right now. He is not a good loser. Um, he actually had to face that this weekend, and he actually handled it pretty well. I was kind of impressed. So he's probably a better disc golfer than me um, in terms of his ability, but I have probably better tactical sense than what he has. So I can normally kind of manage to like he will beat me more often than I'll beat him now. That that's kind of the level that we're at. But um, the kid always the father. Beat me by one stroke, like probably about three times in a row, which is a little painful for me to be honest. Um, I think I beat him by um seven strokes at the tournament this week, last weekend. 
And he was he was having a tough time. He he does not respond to it. He he blames the discs, he blames the weather, he blames everything. Um like a dog you know, player. He, doesn't, he doesn't handle it well. Like my difference is I'm competitive. Um I want to win, but I know that I'm not gonna win every time. But my main aim is did I perform as best as I could? And I understand that sometimes I'm going to make mistakes and I just roll with it. So my, my, my mental game is much better than what his mental game is. If he, if he starts to lose shots, sometimes it can just collapse. So, but yeah, it's something he's working on. He is getting better at it than what he was when he was probably two, three years younger, but it's still something, but I was, I was the same at that age. Like I didn't handle loss as well. I didn't respond the to it. So. The kid's 15 years old, Greg. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he better now at taking a loss than he would have been two years ago, and better than he would have been eleven years old. Eleven years old, no yeah. doubt. That all comes from how you're taught and the things you pick up from your peers, but mainly from how you're brought up by your parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know we don't, you don't like me usually talking about Mason and Jackson on Good Cop, Bad Cop. Well, that's different, because normally it's a devil's advocate and you want me to say something yes. negative about them. That's and, like... Absolutely, <laughs> but I do, I do like praise them where possible, because yeah. I I often, I, you know, the whole, whole surrogate nephew, neat sort of thing with people I, I deeply care about. Um, it made me so proud seeing how far those boys have come in the short period of time. Because last time I saw them in person, you know, I, I was able to put jacks on my shoulders and they're five him. Um, you know, and you know, I don't know if I could actually win a, a double top, double tap challenge against Mason now. <laughs> I don't think you would. I do not think you would now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but at, but at the same time, that makes that make me very proud. Sure. Because you know, Mason's come a long way. The wrestler, he can actually win wrestling matches, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact and prove you wrong. If you've said many times, oh, that you, you're yeah. happy to be been proved wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Max is not a good loser in F1. He's not mm-hmm. a good loser at all. No. So that's why I was wondering about if it if it's always the same sort of thing. Um, I'm a bad loser. I used to be even worse, but I'm also a bad winner. Um, if everyone proof of that, <laughs> anytime I got a strike in bowling, I literally will moonwalk. <laughs> Because I'm so bad at bowling. <laughs> well, you had I, I I think I saw it come up on um some sort of feed recently. You might have reposted it or something. It was it was on my Facebook feed for like fifty or something or fifty five. Well, it I was thought, eight, oh my God. eight years. It was eight years ago for my for my brother in law's stack. Uh, the bumpers were down, uh, <laughs> so there were no bumpers up, and <laughs> I, I and I bowled fifty five oh at his stack. Mm-hmm. I like to point out when bowling for my stack. I had 180 odd, so I've my got better. I like when it comes up, and I love to see it. And I don't remember exactly. Um, it's either 235 or 241. Now, some people are like, "Well, I bowled much higher than that." That might be true, and I don't really care about that. My average is typically about 135 or one, or if I'm bowling really well, and I've had zones when I have been bowling well, 150. Um, I remember, I will never forget bowling that game with Mason. Uh, I had three strikes in a row to open the game up, which was <laughs> awesome. Then I got a fourth, and boy, was I starting to get nervous at that point. I had a fifth, and then I got a sixth in a row. 
So I started the game with six strikes, and this little boy is watching, and he's like, he thinks I'm Superman at this point. And on the next one, I left one pin up. So I finished the game. Like, I had another strike somewhere within the game, and I was picking stuff. It was just it was just right in the zone. It was freaky. Like it was just ridiculous. Every time it left my hand. Once you but once you know where you are, you stay sure. there. Oh, I just kept ripping. I just like just do what you just did. Do what you just did. But you... it was ridiculous. That shouldn't happen like that. But in that moment, but it's remember right. moment I remember like that was at a baseball game. Someone hit a foul ball down the line once and I just got my glove and grabbed it. And the look in that little boy's eyes was your my dad is amazing. All I did was catch a foul ball, but it was one of those two special moments I think of when I think of Mason being younger, bowling that game, which was ridiculously high, and he knew I didn't bowl that well, and catching a foul ball. Cool moments. See, this is why I like the unstructured nature. I had no idea we were going to be talking about that today, and I hadn't even thought about some of those moments either. But I will say, guys, listening at home, he gave him that the biggest oh, smile absolutely. on his face. And that absolutely. made me smile. So we're all happy. It's great. Absolutely. Oh, I'm back in that moment at all. Now, I wondered, actually, when you mentioned those two hats, I thought the one that you picked as the bad moment was, it literally looks like a walking billboard. The other one that you chose not to talk about is far more understated and just kind of has a logo on the front. And I much prefer that cap as well. I figured that wasn't why you picked it as your as your bad moments. But yeah, the other one just looks, to me, it looks gauche, I think, I think is the right word. It's a little over the top. Yeah, it's got ad commercials all over the side of it. Uh, got the Puma on it as well, right? Yeah. Ironically, the other one is literally has got the little brand on the front yeah. and then and then a little bit on the a little bit on the side. But that's the manufacturer, so that's fine. Like you expect to see a Nike swoosh or or whatever it's going to be, but yeah. But the other one, it's like yeah, it's too much. I don't like that. Yeah, all. that one made by first one made by Puma. This one made by uh, Nine Forty. Uh huh. Yeah, no I recognize the logo. I was going to say New Balance, new, and I was like, new, no, new, that's not New, new Balance. Era. But I couldn't remember who it was. New Era, Graham. Ah, okay. Now, I'm going to get to my bad card. So I, I mentioned yes, it, please do. Yes, sorry. it could have been um, the Emil Martinez very easily. But instead, I picked this card, which is uh, Declan Rice in an England jersey. Now, the reason I picked it is kind of the same reason. This is not one card, Matt. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. I got freaking screwed on eBay when I bought this lot. I had no idea. They mentioned the cards, and they, of course they put out one of each card. And then when I got them, there was multiples of the same card. So I have ten England Declan Rice cards. What the hell I'm going to do with that? I have no idea. I got like nine Emil Martinez cards. I'm like, oh my god, are you freaking kidding? So I was absolutely livid when I got that list. Um, they didn't, they were not dishonest in their explanation, but they could have been a lot clearer. That I mean, sometimes you'll get two repeats, three repeats. It's like, okay. Are they shinies? Just dishonest. But I didn't. I was. I was like, I should just give them a negative rating. But I was like, they didn't say anything that. Well, I think it's just being, it's um, lying by not including full information. Now, why did I pick this one then over Emil Martinez? And I was actually going to interrupt the format of the show when you talked about your brother earlier. I was actually going to go, hey, I want to go straight to my bad card moment. I suddenly realized I don't actually know the reason why. I, well, I know why you support Liverpool. Why could? How come James doesn't support Liverpool? James is a big Arsenal fan, and obviously. 
Declan Rice has joined Arsenal this summer. Um, the team's doing really well, but they started last year well and then they faded. Um, I want to know a little bit more about that. And I want to know if there's going to be any more episodes of, and I don't even know what it's going to be called now, um, Will Lewis? I, I don't know. What's um, So, yeah, tell me about well, James about Willis. Going to Arsenal and uh, tell us about the, what you talking about, Willis podcast? It's been that this will... time since this last one. It I will return. Tell me when the last one of yours is as well. What we talk about with will return at some point. Good. I, I um, so. And the name will stay the same. There might be one post wedding, actually, because I obviously your brother was there. I would be interested to hear his take on the wedding. Yeah. Um. Uh, he. We are planning to try and find Tom. We're both oh, sure. we, Of course. Um. But the name's staying the same. We're not changing the name. Okay. Because I'm still Willis at heart. You are. Of course. So, so yeah. Um. Now, actually, Graham, you've got the question wrong. I do. Regarding regarding that, James was an Arsenal fan before I started watching football. Oh, okay. Oh, I did not know that then. Oh, so the question should have been, why are you not an Arsenal fan? Because James is your younger brother, right? He is indeed. And he started watching soccer. Oh, okay. Oh, that totally. Changed. I got into. He was watching Arsenal before Euro '96. Okay. Uh, not long before, but he was watching before Euro '96. Um and then watched it afterwards. Obviously, uh, I my the first thing I was allowed to watch football wise was Euro '96 because my dad wouldn't let anything happen in house sporting wise. Wouldn't let to watch it at all. Okay. Point blank. Uh, then Mum kicked him out, and then football was allowed on the TV. Mum loves football, so it was it was no it was no hardship for her to have football on the TV. So you know, this came on, we watched it sort of thing. Um, and but it wasn't until the World Cup in '98 that I started watching football properly, and in particular the Argentina game versus England. Oh, Michael Owen! And that goal went in for Michael Owen. Now, I want you to take you back to 1998, Graham. 14-year-old Matt, no, no, 13-year-old, still at times, actually, Matt Willis, uh, in his head, very confused as to who he was, um, saw what he thought was the most beautiful man um, ever. And kind of um, similar ages as well. Not like a big difference in age. Was he 17? 18. Okay. 18. Yeah. But as far as Matt was concerned at the time, he was absolutely beautiful man. Absolutely gorgeous. Take, you know, looking back now, I'm thinking, like, what was I thinking, sort of thing, you know? Um, young and well, innocent, indeed, indeed. But I'd like, I like, I'm gonna start watching football. Um, because I did like football, I did, but I didn't have a, didn't have a club. So James said, We well, gotta pick one. Exactly. So I said, well, well, who did Michael Owen play for? He said, Liverpool, like, I'm gonna support Liverpool then. And when Michael Owen moved to Madrid in 2004, James said, Are you gonna? Are you gonna Follow him to Madrid, like, no, no. One thing I remember when growing up, Rude Hullet said this: "You can change many things in life. You can change your job, you can change your house, you can even change your wife. One thing you never change the football team." So I didn't. I stuck with Liverpool. I stuck through the hard times of Gerard Houllier and Roy Evans. Mm -hmm. I stuck through. My God, how depressing some of that football was in front of Jordi at times as well. It was just, just pressing football. It wasn't fun at all. Um, Days of Karl Heinz Riedler, 
Sean Dundee, Eric Meyer, Titi Kamara. I could carry on his point. Oh, um, Abel, J- Abel Javier comes to mind. Patrick Berger. Oh, God. Some of them were absolute dire. I don't think you've even mentioned their Champions League winner, who was absolutely dire, whose name I can't remember right now either. He's always listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Traore for the half. (laughs) Who actually had a great game that game, actually. Cleared one off the line. Oh. And, and of course, ironically, I've said it before, Michael Owen, 2004, left to go to Madrid, saying, I've gone to Real Madrid to win the Champions League. That year... Liverpool won the Champions League without him. Which is why I've literally got this vision of Harry Kane having now gone to Bayern Munich. If he wins nothing at Munich. Oh, I thought you said Spurs. I thought you were predicting that Spurs were going to win the Champions League for a minute. You've had some... uh, Spurs aren't in the Champions League. They can't. Spurs aren't in Europe this year. (laughs) But they could win a cup. Uh, They could. They could. If Spurs won a trophy without Harry Kane and Kane wins nothing in Bayern, and that could very much happen, it you know if these things can happen and it'd be like, hey, like, like should he have moved sort of thing? I mean, Michael Owen won lots of things um, at Madrid. No one's having yeah. the league, mm-hmm. yep. but yeah, that's why I support Liverpool because yeah. Michael Owen was fit as fuck. Ironically, um, he wouldn't be he wouldn't he wouldn't be my choice now. To be fair. I'm not going to say who I... Who... It was a long time ago. Within 25 years, there are, at least changed. There's a, there's a, indeed. Um, if you'd asked me last year, I would have said James Milner. Ruggedly handsome. Ruggedly okay. handsome. Um, well, okay, you're not going to say, so let me say things that I've heard. Um, I've heard people say that the... And I can't pronounce his last name, but I know you can. Um, that the new midfielder for Liverpool, Dominic, is um, very attractive to the eye. Dominic Zabozolai. Mm-hmm. Boss for short. Um, he's not. He's not uneasy on the eyes. Yeah. You know, no. Now you mentioned that I had a. He's twenty years old. He's all, half my age, Graham. You went all giggly at that point. Once I said that name, the corners of your mouth turned up, and you started to get all bashful and all. He's twenty years old, Graham. That, he's twenty-two years old. That might be true, but that wasn't what the question was. But man, I'm really disappointed. This is only an audio podcast because you didn't even need to answer, and I knew what your reaction was. So the rumors are true, then. Very the right back, which had which may have my attention slightly more than that, but. Okay. All right. Do you want to move on to your wild card? I'm going to bail you out if you want the chance. No, no. The vice captain is quite easy on the eye of I'm concerned as well. Uh, There's more than one vice captain, isn't there? No. Oh, is it just Trent? Trent's the vice captain, yeah. Oh, I thought there was two. I always thought there was more than one. uh, 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 Robbo is the third captain. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's got either. And um, we'll move on, as you say. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, wild card. Wild card. Um, got a lot of caps to choose from there. Still got like six left, I think, to choose from. There, there is a few. A few. Um, uh, ones I'm not picking. Round table cap. Not picking that one. Okay. Um, could, could have done. Um, I actually have an England cap. Okay. Um, I'll never get, get a cap for England. <laughs> um, could Did I, I tell pick... you about the time I represented England at soccer? Have I ever told you that story? No. 
That used to be my one. So one of the ice breaking activities we used to do at school was um, I saw it at a different training center. It's called two true and one false. So yeah. I started to do it with the kids so I could learn a couple of true things about them. But the ones I used to do were like I visited 48 states, which I think, you know, is true. Actually, it's just Hawaii and Alaska. And then I had to kind of pick two that were kind of a little bit out there. One of them was I w- and I can't if I get the year wrong, I apologize. Um, I was my wife was time person of the year 2006, which is actually true. But that's because everyone in the world was time person of the year 2006. Put it on your resumes, CVs. It's absolutely true. It looks good. Uh, well, check it's 2006. And the other one was I represented England at soccer. And it was always interesting because they're like, this guy? No chance. Um, I didn't say I represented the national team. Uh, Thanksgiving 2001, England versus the rest of the world in Atlanta. Um, anybody who was from England, if you had an England shirt, you could play in this game. Everyone else had their own shirts on. The rule was before you could sub in, you had to have a bottle of beer. I, or you had to have a sip of beer or you had to have some alcohol. I don't remember what it was. It was rolling subs. And um, yeah, I did. I represented England. It was it was a fun match. I have no idea what the score was, but it was uh, it was totally goofy. And it was an absolute blast seeing so many people who enjoyed playing soccer. Well, there's a couple of other caps I haven't picked. Uh-huh. Uh, one is the American F1 team Haas. Okay. I could have done that, didn't. Oh, uh, Exactly, as in Gene Haas, who has that team in uh, IndyCar, mm-hmm. uh, but now actually it's run by Gunter Steiner. Gunter Steiner, but I'm one of the best people ever. I've got his book for the plane journey. Oh my god, it's, it's the third. The third word is fuck in in his book. It's brilliant. <laughs> he is an absolute legend. Hmm. Um, is there an audio book? Sure. That sounds kind of interesting, actually. I would love the audio book. Oh my god. Uh, Marussia F1 team. Okay. Now, Marussia folded back in 2015. Um, ironically, today, with recording, it is um, nine years ago to the day that the guy who wore this hat, Jules Bianchi, had his crash at Suzuka. He mm. never woke up. Oh. Last death in F1. So, I keep that hat. I've never worn it since. Hmm. That didn't make you a bad car, bad cap. Wow. No, because they were a plucky team. I I kept it because it's a memory, you know. But yeah, um, the last one I chose not to go with was this one. About goofy <laughs> and Donald Duck. I wearing like that it, one. wearing it when nice. you're in a crowd, Graham, and it's your back, your hat. But it's like Donald's just giving you the evil eye the whole time. Yeah, but. Oh, it's been autographed by Donald Duck. Wow, that's a collectible right there. That now that's a wild card right there, or a wild. Yeah, but I, choose, I didn't choose this one, Graham. Oh. Um, this this was done uh, at uh, Pete's um, Pete's sideshow um, with um, the great Donaldo. He was in his like in like at a circus, oh. <laughs> um, but I was like. You're my favourite, Donald. You are. He saw the hat and he actually signed it for me. I didn't ask him to. I, I say, would you sign my hat? And he, he, he wrote to Matt. Don't know he wrote to Matt, but he'd normally ask, just like, normally do that bit. That bit. how difficult that must have been to autograph. That's a really clean autograph. Like, you would think that with those hands and, I don't know, that looks pretty impressive to me. That is impressive. Right, now the one I actually have picked, okay? okay. It's actually kind of obvious, Graham, in a way. This hat was given to me by someone very dear to me. Oh, okay. okay. This hat has been 
on broadcasts with me. It's been to America. It has been all over the country, in fact. Um, you know quite well, Graham. Hmm. Is it um, symbolic of somebody with good abs? Possibly. Oh, okay. I wondered if that might be putting in an appearance. <laughs> my banner club hat. Graham gave this to me for Mania 35 weekend, along with various other bits and pieces. Thank you again for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. um, it's the hat I wear on CXW. It's the one I wear. Uh, I, I walk out wearing this cap and my late father-in-law's jacket. Mm. Which was bequeathed to me by my mother-in-law. Um, and it, it fits me perfectly. And I'm like... I said at the time, I can't accept that. Uh, but it, could be, it completes my look. Because a little bit of Lewis, literally. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing more wrestling related, really. There's nothing better than having one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet as a hat, really. Um, this hat will be retired from CXW duty as soon as I have a CXW hat to wear at the table. Um, but no, this hat... I wore it that night in um, in MetLife Stadium, which is going to be hosting the World Cup final, Graham, by the way, 2028, I believe. Um, um, 2026, yes. 2026, it'll be hosting the World Cup final. Oh, I didn't know that's where the finals. I didn't think they'd it, announced it, that yet. It, hmm. You're about AT&T in Texas, so between those two, but MetLife is the favourite, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's, so that, yeah, but this hat, I know how difficult it is to get... Well, not difficult. I know how expensive it is to get WWE stuff in England. And I know, particularly when they have sales on at the WWE, store, some of the stuff is just... They're oh, almost throwing it away. As if to point, to point out, the shirt I'm wearing right now is actually my I wasn't at WrestleMania. Um, I wasn't there shirt. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, if I had 36, no one could go. No so, could go. Yeah. I got a WrestleMania shirt... Um, because obviously no one's going out and I think I had a bit of spare cash that month. I bought I bought a shirt and it was I thought it was a nice thing to have. And ironically I wore this I wore this shirt to the because I didn't have my CXW shirt at the time. I had to pick it up on the day I went to the first show on yeah. September eleventh, two thousand and twenty one. Um at a charter hall in Colchester. I walked turned up in this and five or six people said the same thing like I wasn't there either. I wasn't there either. <laughs> I'm like, like, if you know, you know, sort of thing. I wear it, to, I wear it to work, and no one gets a clue what it's all about. It is just assume it's a, a fancy shirt, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans know that sort of thing, and it was always going to come back to wrestling with that one, Graham. It, that one was always always going to appear at some point. I just wasn't sure where to slot it in. Um, See, it's interesting. I actually found out at school this week that we actually have wrestling fans within the building, which I didn't know. We have two new people who've joined our department, and on Monday, I can't remember how it came up, but apparently she's uh, she was a big wrestling fan, but we're talking early 90s. So she's like fan of uh, Hogan, Jimmy Snooker, like that kind of era. So that was kind of interesting that I didn't know that. And then the following day, another colleague who's been there for a few years gave me that wrestling puzzle and asked me, he was like, oh, Graham will know how to do this. And I looked at it, I was like, you got the wrong man. But I know somebody who will know how to do this. And um, I sent it to you. And then we started talking wrestling again. So yeah, I actually have pe- more people who know about wrestling in my in my department than I actually realized before. So I'm kind of lucky if I want to talk classic wrestling. Um, I got somebody who I can talk to about that at school now. So 
to actually my co-teacher i can but we we see each other every day so we've kind of talked a lot of wrestling already so yeah fair enough graham mm-hmm. shirt, by the way. uh-huh very nice it's my dale shirt from from uh, rescue rangers ah okay yeah. i knew there would have to be some significance now my wild always oh yeah very nice very nice my wildcard moment stems from a wild moment um, within the last seven days. Um, but I'm going to start with something. I think this actually might go back two or three weeks. While I was randomly looking through my cards, I did it's not know card. that I had a Bryce Harper card that's numbered out of uh, 150. I have no idea where this one came from. Um, it randomly got put in a box and I didn't look at it. Now, the reason this story kind of came out was um, Bryce got called out. I think it was the last home game of the season. Um, he was called out on a third strike, which clearly was not a third strike. And Matt, even though I know you're not a big baseball fan, I think it's possible you might have heard of this name because he was actually even mentioned on the FT uh, website this week. Um, Angel Hernandez. Um, thankfully, he hasn't played a full season this year, but absolutely botched the call. Threw Bryce Harper out of the game. Bryce is like, I don't care. I'm going to get fined. I'm going to basically say what I need to say. Threw his helmet into the crowd as well, which got him a second fine. Blah, 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 blah. But this links into, and you actually seem to, I, I can't believe that you're not annoyed by this. I, I was annoyed that you weren't annoyed by this. Um, no volley this weekend, uh, or last weekend, um, but the game on Saturday between Liverpool and Spurs, I have never been so pissed off at a game. Um, the number of incidents that were ridiculous, uh, two red cards for Liverpool, arguably neither of them should have happened. Um, a goal that was clearly a goal was disallowed, and that's been proven since that has happened. Um, a possible penalty claim seems like that was rejected as well. Um, we now know, because this happened to the aforementioned uh, McAllister as well, um, if you offer to, uh, try and get somebody a yellow card by waving an imaginary yellow card, you yourself get a yellow card. And there was two Spurs incidents where that didn't happen, one of them which would have resulted in a red card. So officiating, this could have easily been a bad cop moment, but it was just such a wild game. For, we know VAR has issues. But for them to have so many issues or so many poor decisions during a game was uh, bad. Um, I know they're calling for the game. Apparently Klopp is calling for the game to be replayed now. I don't necessarily know I want that. Um, I would want the... um, I would definitely think Liverpool should have at least a point from that game, though. Because technically they were winning um, for the 96 minutes of the game. They lost the game for people who aren't soccer followers on an own goal when they were down men, which was ridiculous. Right. Won't win the game. There's no point with Liverpool winning the game. They were drawing the game. Technically, they, they were. Technically, they were. When they scored that goal, they would have been. If you'd have counted that goal, they would have been winning the game. Well, too. if if a goal had gone in, the whole game would change. But, but it, we're not saying if it was a goal. It was a goal. They just chose not to count it because of a technical misunderstanding. It didn't. And I still don't understand. So, like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, stop the game. They've kicked it off. That's fine, but bring it back. No, no, no. That's not a free kick. That was a goal for Liverpool. The score is two-one at this point. The goal, the goal would have put Liverpool one 0 up in the first place because it was new and it was yeah, sorry. Yes, I'm, I apologise. Yeah, I'm, but, that but so the whole game, would, the goal game after after if it had been awarded, would have been completely different. So we don't know what would have happened. To be fair, right? I need to take a couple of issues with you here, Graham. Okay, what you said. You said you are angry. I'm, I'm quoting. 
You said that I can't believe you're, you you weren't angry about this. I was at the time. I was oh fucking God. Angry. I was waiting because we hadn't talked. Sometimes we'll chat like, are you watching the game? And then you'll go, yeah, uh, yes, or I'm going to watch it later, so don't spoil it or anything. And then we kind of know where to talk about it. Now, I hadn't heard from you, and I didn't want a message like, have you seen this fucking game? Because then I'll be like, oh, oh, that's kind of spoiled it already. So I, I, was, watch, I was watching it. I, was, I got home from work, and I, caught, I was quite watching it. And I know some I games in happy. England aren't shown as well, so I wasn't sure if you could even watch the game, or you'd have to wait yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, evening games are shown. Yeah, okay. Um, I wasn't. But, sure. but thing is, I was, I was angry at the time. Of course, I was angry at the time, Graham. But I'm still angry. Well, but fact, man, but but this is the point you said. I said this yesterday. I'm gonna say it again. Well, fact matter is, enough. Fact matter is that this was last Saturday. We're now recording on Thursday. Five days later, as you said, Graham. Mm-hmm. There is nothing we can do about it apart from whine and bitch about it, which ain't gonna help. So, okay, uh, let me tell you how big of a story point, this is. I'm aware of how big of a story. I heard about this on national public radio on America yesterday. That's the, and that's four days after the story happened. So this, you saying it's a long time. This is still being talked about, and not even not a, saying, this has been talked I'm about. I'm not saying there wasn't a big mistakes made. Okay, and it could have been easily solved. If I have said, if they're saying check complete, if I have said just go, yeah. So give them a go. That's that's the sort of thing. Yeah, but that's the thing going forward. They need to make sure that they do something like that. Part of this problem, program is because the fans were complaining it was taking too long to make decisions. I I don't care. That's not at all there. I get what you're saying. I'm. No matter what I say here, you're not going to like what I say. No, I, I'm not. Um, part of my problem is that everyone's complaining in the first few weeks about how bad VAR's been, and then Liverpool complain about how bad VAR is, and then everyone's like, move on, come on, it's, you've got to live with it. So, no, everyone's being hypocritical. This is the most it, egregious o- occasion of things not going right. But I don't like the fact that there's been, is it four red cards for Liverpool already so far? Four in the first seven games, yes. Which is ridiculous. And a lot of them were questioned. One of them did get rescinded, and I'm, and I do imagine that the uh, the the Jones one will be as well. Um, I heard that that wasn't. I thought I thought I heard that hadn't been overturned. I thought I thought I read that last night, but I'm I'm, I'm going to say it just it's ridiculous. This is not just the cul- this. Is, if it was a single game, you might go fair enough, but it's the culmination of watching. Oh, the- yeah, unsuccessful, yeah. Yeah, watching this for I I personally thought that it for the first few weeks of the season, and Liverpool are still in a position. What compounded it was for me was the fact at the start of the day, I was loving the fact that Manchester United lost, Manchester City lost to I think the Wolves team is a better team than their position reflects, and we kind of saw that when they played Liverpool the previous week. Um, This was a chance for Liverpool to go top. I I didn't think it would be an easy game against Tottenham, but the way they played with nine players was absolutely stellar. If that game had finished at a top. Um, I actually, I probably would have been, I would have been like, you know what, that showed. I've been happy. We'd have got away with it, whatever. Even though that Diaz goal should have been legitimate, it was technical win. I think I would have been okay with the one point. What I don't like is the fact that Tottenham got three and we got it. It's almost like a six-point swing technically. Liverpool technically could have had the. I I guess we will never know because of different circumstances. But Liverpool one point behind him. One point. Liverpool should still get one point from that game. Tottenham should have two less, and Liverpool should have one more. Maybe so. We can't change it now. We yeah. can't. But you would agree I, it's a wild moment, though, right? And it's a legitimate wild card. Absolutely. There's a lot of lessons that have been and will be continued to be learned from this. Uh-huh. Problem is, if you do the whole replay the fixture sort of thing, that opens the floodgates. I know it does. But this game had so many incidents in it. Absolutely. That's the difference. 
But and this I is need... not the West Brom. This is not the Wolves Manchester United game where there could have been a penalty at the end of the game. That's one incident. This is multiple incidents yeah. that were significant. I will say as well, um, the technology is not at fault here. How it's being used is exactly because, Correct. and I've said this for many years. You can't blame the computer. You can only blame the idiot that programs it. Sure. Sure. Anyone proof that last night, um, during the Newcastle game, the second goal, VAR was used properly and perfectly. And after it was done, and there's been no complaint about it, the PSG players were shouting and complaining about it being offside and not over the line. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. Well, I do understand. If there was no VAR, and that's not what I'm asking for either, then the the result would have been as as stood. Because it was I mean, the linesman had I'm his all, flag up. Mr. So. Obviously, we, obviously, mistakes can happen. And, you know, and there was a big miscommunication issue over the Diaz incident. Mm-hmm. Okay, massive miscommunication issue. And, you know, it was going to happen at some point. It was going to happen at some point. A mistake yeah, it's happen. been brewing. It's been brewing, that's yeah. for sure. But, so, so you know, I feel kind of bad for the for the guy who who had to, who made who made the call because to be fair, when you listen to it, although you can hear the guy say um, offside, it is so talked over. No wonder the guy who was doing the check um, didn't know that the guy, it was he because he no wonder he thought it was given as a goal. I feel bad for the guy. I do. I do feel bad for the guy. Well, he obviously and, felt bad as well because we've heard the trans. Well, I haven't heard the video, but I've I've heard read the transcript, and there's definitely a cursing once he realised what's actually happened. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, 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 the poor bloke, poor bloke for sure. Yep, yep. Hey, buddy, I appreciate you having the <laughs> appreciate having a chat. We never know where it's going to go with this sort of thing, but I knew I could not have you on and not talk about that. That's one of the most significant refereeing decisions in a Liverpool game in the time that you've been watching. Um, unless you want to disprove me and tell me a more significant one. 2005 Champions League semi-final. And what was that one? It was Garcia's goal, but didn't that didn't happen. Okay, all right. It was given to Liverpool, but there's no way that was a goal. No way that was a goal. We lucked out that day something rotten. There's no um, way goal they had, the would have they had the momentum on that game. Goal and technology would never have given it our way. Oh, possibly not. Possibly not. Possibly not. I knew you'd want to take the opportunity to prove me wrong. I had to give you that one. No, no. no I'm saying one could argue that, but that, again, it was one incident. It wasn't the whole and game. that's a single. Yeah, yeah. Correct. 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 All right, um, go ahead, plug away. I know you mentioned some of your podcasts. Give me some uh, X handles or whatever you like, like to call them. Um, yeah, um, obviously check out the volley at the volley show over at HTP World Media. Uh, check out uh, Good Cop Back or a new podcast, little thing, that, little side product we do from this from this show. Uh, but we talk about wrestling so much so we actually got back in time and actually did five years prior to this um, with myself, Graham, and our good friend Ryan. Um, wrestling, sort, wrestling sort of stuff. And um, everything else on visual media, check it out as well. Um, particularly Chris Talks Games, Game Junkies, and of course, the Midwest Wrestling Roundup. Yeehaw!